Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. So we were off for a week. Um, I apologize on that. Um, I explained this in my um, Instagram stories. Um, if you are not, if we're not connected on Instagram stories, or I mean, um, on Instagram, um, or even Facebook too. I know Facebook, uh, Instagram, the stories that I put on Instagram will automatically go to Facebook. If we're not connected there, let's be connected because that's like the day to day. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, this is like the change of pace that I'm having with my life. Like these little insights. That's the place where I really do tap into. And I'm like, Hey, this is what I've been thinking about guys. I don't do as many, um, posts as much like curated fine-tuned posts. A lot of my stuff is just on stories. Um, so yeah, that's, um, if you miss that and if you're like, what the heck, Katie, I expect a podcast from you every single week. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. And honestly, it was like, that's one of my goals was to hit a podcast every single week of 2024. Um, like that's a big goal of mine because I realized, and if you listen to, I think it was one of the episodes at the beginning of January where I realized how much I was overthinking things. Oh no, I've talked about this in the alpha masterclass. Um, I talked about how much we overthink things and we think about things, we think about things, we think about things. And in that process of thinking, cause we, we kind of almost manipulate it. Like, oh no, I'm doing this to be productive. I'm doing this to avoid failure. I'm doing this as a productive means for me accomplishing my goals or accomplishing the task at hand. But it's just a disguise because really in that process, it's it's there's a different context of why you are overthinking or thinking or contemplating. There's a difference of a context between contemplation and planning versus saying the same words. Oh, yeah, I'm contemplating, but really you're just thinking, 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 and you're like planning, but really you're just like replanning and replanning, replan. There's a different vibe to it. I really went into this in the alpha masterclass. Um, but this is where I, re I realized like, oh my gosh, I thought I put so much effort last year into making sure that I did a weekly podcast, but I only got, I think 30 ish or something. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but in hindsight, when I looked at, and I did my planning for 2024, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so easy for me to get those 30 in within six months versus Katie, it took you a year to do that last year. So yeah, that's a sign of how we can, how we collapse time, how we become better, right? After we're doing something, like it, it's not easy <laughs> just to sit here and talk for 45 minutes to an hour straight. It really isn't. You guys should have seen me record my first video that was only, I think it was seven minutes long, but it took me like two 
hours to get it. And I was so frustrated and I'm a frustrated crier. Um, this is definitely something I'm working with on myself and, and something we'll actually talk about today, but I cry when I get frustrated. That's like how my emotions come out. Um, long-winded just to say that I'm sorry for not having a podcast episode last week. I was actually kind of disappointed with myself, but also took it as a, okay, what, what worked in the past for me creating weekly content and what didn't work this week or this time. And just kind of using it as a pivot. And a big thing that did get in the way of the time that I allotted for a podcast was I was doing the January review and February monthly planning. And it took a full wonkin' two days for me. Two days. I'm really excited about February and I really extracted. I'm really proud of how intentional I was in extracting the hugeness of what January was for me. I think January, I, so my context for 2024 is to nurture, is to really slow down and be like hyper intentional, hyper aware, really focused, really present, really allowing space for me to contemplate and to learn and to understand. And I, I think it took me so long to do a review of January because I really was challenging myself to like, go deep, go deep versus in the past, I've done this in like a two hour span. And like one hour is reviewing of January, one hour is planning of February. And then I just still feel like I'm rushed throughout the next month. So I really challenged myself. I was like, I'm really going to go inwards for myself. And I just... I just feel like I'm just riding a high or does life just feel so good right now? It's like the mundane moments feel more magical and the the big moments, the big accomplishments that I'm I'm going through or the achievements that I'm hitting just they feel right, they feel in alignment, they feel just so good. And even just like the stuff that I've been struggling with, I've slowed down long enough and I'm changing the narrative around it to be like, okay, what, what is this for? What's this, what's the story arc here? How does this fit into the story that I'm creating that I'm nurturing for 2024 and beyond? And if anything, I, I know I keep harping on this. It's like, I hope that you get inspired from this somehow in some way to be more intentional with your life, to be more intentional with your focus of what you want this life to look like in, in terms of just like making it finite as in being intentional with a month or a week or a day really. But honestly, go for a month, see how that feels and then see how well-connected and well-focused and well-in-the-present moment you can be on what you intended February or March to look like. I I wish I could describe it more to you. And so I've given you last week's episode was a big one of just kind of focusing on, or two weeks ago, sorry, because I missed one. Um, A lot of the stuff that I've been putting out actually is all about planning. So if you are needing resources for that, check out the last couple of podcast episodes. Um, If not, 
please reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook. Just send me a direct message saying, hey, I would love some additional resources on planning and executing and really owning my badass, owning my version of me that is contemplating, that is intentional, that is nurturing this. And I got you. I got you. Um, so a couple of things um, that I want to be talking about. So this week's episode is really going to be focusing on confidence. It's going to be talking about confidence in a way that I hope you haven't heard before in the past or or even, I, I don't even want this to be like, oh my gosh, this is the the newest thing ever. I almost want this to be like a deep remembrance for you. A deep remembrance of, I know this stuff. I know this. And with the caveat of some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about, with a lot of things, honestly, in personal development, it might just almost be too simple to be like, oh my gosh, this could be life-changing. But I've been in this, I feel like confidence has always kind of been the, I don't, I want to say back burner or the backdrop, backdrop would be a better word of my coaching, of my own personal story of getting into personal development of my work in body image and weight loss and looking at transformation, looking at habit development, um, of really going back and, and looking at, okay, I remember saying to myself in 2016, I want to be the, like, I want to be an unapologetic version of myself. I felt like in 2016, that was the year that I graduated from college. Um, it was the year that I was stepping out into the workforce and making a name for myself it was also the year that I ended my relationship that I had in college. This relationship, I felt like I lost myself quite a bit in. I felt like I was a little bit maybe codependent looking back at it, a little bit of just very low standards in myself and how I deserve to be treated, but also how I was treating myself too. Um, this was after 2016. This was almost like the moment that I was trying to draw a line in the sand. Not trying. I did draw a line in the sand. I was like, I'm going to change. Because a couple of the years before was when I was really struggling with body image. I remember Pinterest became a big thing that I was looking at. Like perfect images of bodies. And I remember having a screensaver. It wasn't even on my phone. It was on like, <laughs> like back in the day when we had an iPod. <laughs> I had like an iPod touch. So I had the background of my screen was just this woman in a, you couldn't even see her face. It was just her sports bra. It was a black Nike sports bra and she was in spandex. She had the whole thigh gap, the six pack ab thing going, or at least like the slim ab thing going. I was like, I want to be like that. And this was the time where I was, I started beach body. I started just drinking shakes. I started doing insanity workouts where like my first insanity workout, I pushed myself so hard that I threw up. Oh, it was just a lot. I remember like you're in college. So you're out, you're eating a whole bunch of weird foods when you're drinking, you're drinking too much. And I remember coming back and like purposely making myself throw up because one, I was like, I drank too much. And two, I was like, let's just get all this stuff, these excess calories outside of me. And so there's been a back storyline of me wanting to find confidence in myself to be really rock solid in the confidence. And there's been an evolution of this. There's been an evolution of this journey that first and foremost, it started with 
wanting to transform my body. It started with wanting to change the way that my body looked, wanting to lose the weight. I always thought I was overweight. Always. Again, if you've listened to a couple of podcast episodes in the past, it like it started off, off like I think I remember being in San Diego on the staircase talking to my mom and being like, I'm big. And that must have been, I, I lived in San Diego. I believe I was in kindergarten through first grade. So like that's young. I remember being in fourth grade and having to do the yearly physicals. And I was weighed at like 96 pounds in fourth grade or something like that. I have no idea if that's even like overweight or underweight for a fourth grader. <laughs> I have no idea. And I remember boys giggled in line at who knows what, but I internalize that as, oh my gosh, they're making fun of my weight. I remember being in soccer in my sophomore year. So I would have been like around 16. I remember showering with a tank top on and shorts on because I didn't want to show off bikini and that the spandex, that, that exact picture that I had on my iPhone <laughs> or not iPhone. It wasn't even iPhone. It was the iPod. I was like, I don't look like that. I don't, I have roles. I don't want people to see that. So this has been a long standing. Again, if you've heard this so much, you're like, we get it, Katie. <laughs> I, I know, I'm sorry. But I just want you to understand how much depth there was in losing weight was going to be the byproduct. No, not even that. Losing weight was going to give me the confidence in myself that I wanted. And then through doing this work, through really understanding where true confidence comes from, and even just like saying true confidence, it feels so, those words don't have depth in them for me right now. Because I think I kept just thinking of what is true confidence, what is true confidence. And I almost, I didn't tarnish it, but I cheapened it quite a bit by associating confidence with weight loss my whole life. And so this is where I want us to go deeper. I want this to be a true knowing that you are the one. Like you are the one in your life. You are you are it. You are her. You are the woman who does it all, has it all, be it all. You're her. Like you're the one. And that's just like that, that knowing of truly your essence, that you are everything that you could ever hope for everything that, you know, that once like the moment that you start dreaming, you know, that you're going to have it be fulfilled with it. It's this knowing of, I am the one now I am it now the being of who I see in the mirror, the being of who I experience every single day through relationships, through the conversations that I have with myself and with others, through the thoughts that are going through my mind, I am proud of this version of me. And I also know so much more is coming. That's the level of depth that I want to continue this conversation of quote unquote, true confidence to be. It's this becoming of you, this truth of becoming of you. That's, that's it. That's the essence. That's the feeling. That's the context. Um, so I want us to go and just kind of have a really 
true. <laughs> I can't even use that word anymore because I like tainted it already. But I want to have an authentic conversation of what that looks like. What are some of the things that we need to start thinking about and contemplating and integrating in our life that's going to start to untangle all the muckiness we've put in place that has really just kind of blinded us or mucked up our vision of who we know we are mucked up our, I really, I really like this focus on it's we've tangled quite a bit of our sense of knowing ourselves, this sense of who we are, this sense of inner confidence that you are the one we've tangled it up and we've tangled it up with things that don't even matter in hindsight. But right now they feel like they, they matter so much. So many of the women that I've spoken to, they say, okay, I, I want to lose weight because I want to be confident. They've just like me, just like me, they've tangled, they've like knotted up as tight as can be weight and confidence. And they say, the two go hand in hand, which this isn't about the way that we look. This isn't about our waistline. This isn't how our hair looks or how our eyebrows or how clear our skin is. This isn't about how big our boobs are, how small our boobs are. This isn't about how attractive other people think that we are or how sexy that we, we feel. This isn't even about the things that we have, to be honest, either. Confidence isn't about the the money that you're bringing in or the job that you have or the relationship that you're in either. Yet we've, we've really tangled this up. We've really like, it's one of those necklaces that is in your drawer that you absolutely love this necklace, but it is so tangled up that you're like, I have no idea where to even start. It's like, I try to kind of start to get at one thing and then it just makes the knot even more tighter. And it's this metal chain that just like, Oh my gosh, I have no idea what to do. I've had one of those necklaces, one that my sister actually gave it to me and I had to just toss it out. I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't get this untangled. That's we've gotten to ourselves to a point where it almost feels like we can't get things untangled. And I, my intention for this podcast and my intention for the upcoming masterclass that I have called Becoming is meant to start to really untangle this for ourselves. Untangle where it's all, where at the end, my, my intention for the mask masterclass is at the end, we're just, we're set free. There's like a new slate. We've wiped everything clean. We've, we've created this new way, this new perspective, this new context of walking, of becoming the one that it's like, okay, that necklace that I thought everything was tangled up in. I thought that was if I like took this necklace out and untangled everything and I put it on that I was going to feel more confident in myself. It's not even the necklace anymore. You can toss the necklace or we can figure out how to like, we can figure out the necklace, but it's not about the necklace. It's about the person that's untangling the necklace, such as you. Uh, that. <laughs> I don't even know if that thing makes sense. Okay. So again, this conversation is going to be a really it's it's gonna be like a thin layer of ice like it's gonna be the top of the iceberg and there's so much more to be uncovered from it so you might 
here's another metaphor. You might listen to this podcast and be like, oh yeah, that's a cool glacier over there. And you're in the Titanic here. You have no idea what's coming. The masterclass, you have no idea what's coming. Um, <laughs> okay. So the first thing that I want to talk about in terms of confidence is really understanding what, what is confidence? What is this feeling about? And because a lot of the time, like we don't, we don't get really clear on exactly what we're striving for. We say we want to lose weight to be more confident and okay, cool. But confidence, what confidence is, is it's the feeling that you have about yourself when you're feeling about yourself. So let me repeat that. Confidence is the feeling you have about yourself when you're feeling about yourself. So <laughs> it's a lot of feelings, a lot of things going on. So let me explain like what that means. It's like your, the way that you think about yourself is the way that you think about yourself when you're thinking about yourself. It's we have, we have confident days and we have non-confident days. And we could have a confident day and a non-confident day back to back. It could be on a Tuesday, you're confident. On a Wednesday, you're not confident. What's the difference? You didn't magically lose a whole bunch of weight. You didn't magically completely change all your relationships. You didn't magically, unless you won the lottery, you didn't magically completely change your financial situation. But we go from days where we feel so confident about ourselves to not confident about ourselves. And it really just is, it's the thoughts that we have about ourselves dictate the feelings that we have about ourselves. It's, we could have a thought of, oh, my hair doesn't look good. And then we make that about ourselves. We're like, that can trigger of us of, oh, you like, you just don't, you don't look good. Like I've had this where my hair does not look good. And just like, ah, oh, you just like, you're such a, you and you haven't been eating very well and you haven't been like moving as much in the water you haven't like there's a compound effect of negativity that I can go through and that's where confidence comes from it's confidence is the feelings that we have about the feelings that we're experiencing it's you have a feeling come into you, your body a feeling of sadness a feeling of disappointment a feeling of happiness a feeling of excitement and the confidence that you have in yourself is the feeling that you associate to that feeling. If you feel sad, what's the feeling that you have based on that feeling of sadness? You could be um, like, sometimes I get frustrated. If I feel sad, I get frustrated with myself. I'm like, you have stuff to do. So then the feeling. So again, looking back at, I'm going to repeat the, the, the conversation around confidence. Confidence is how I feel about myself when I'm feeling about myself. So when I'm feeling about myself, I have, I'm, I'm tapping into my feelings. Oh, I feel sad. So how I feel about myself when I'm feeling sad, how do I feel about myself? I feel frustrated with myself when I'm feeling sad. how confident do I feel in myself right then and there when I have a negative emotion and then I put that on top of that, I feel frustrated with that. Confidence, the confidence right there, just if, if you just looked at it like the scale, because again, confidence is 
how I feel about myself when I'm feeling about myself. And so if there's a, if this is a scale of, I feel sad, therefore I feel frustrated. My confidence in my abilities, my confidence in who I am, my confidence in my strength, my confidence as a partner might start to dwindle down because the feeling that I'm experiencing, which is negative, the sadness how I feel about myself based off of a feeling that I'm feeling right now, the sadness, I compounded that into another negative emotion of feeling sad or feeling frustrated. And so then my confidence on this scale has gone to the lesser side of feeling confident in myself. Okay, then let's look at a different side of things. When we feel happy, when we feel excited. So when I feel happy, how do I feel about myself? Oh, I feel, I feel productive. I feel energized when I'm feeling happy throughout the day. How do, how do I feel about myself when I'm feeling about myself? So the feeling about myself is I feel happy. How do I feel about myself when I feel happy about, or when I feel happy about myself, I feel like I can, I can conquer the world. I feel excited to take on the day. Okay. So then looking at the scale of confidence, where, where did I lean that scale towards? I leaned it towards higher confidence in my capabilities, in my focus for the day, in my productivity for the day, in the success for the day. I've increased my confidence of who I am and, and that can start to compound into like feeling sexier for Ryan, feeling like magnetic, feeling like I want to talk to random strangers as I'm walking cabbie. Do you see how just, just visualizing there is a confidence scale and this confidence scale gets increased or decreased based on if you start to like compound towards the negativity of feeling towards yourself, then your confidence gets lower. Or if you start to compound the positivity of your confidence feeling higher. Can you see that? I almost feel like I, I need a whiteboard for you right now to explain this visually for you. And so where we get messed up is we are human beings. We feel emotion. And you're like, Katie, you've taught us that emotions are beautiful part of ourselves, but you're telling me that when I feel sad, I'm going to lessen my confidence, but then only when I feel happy, I'm going to increase my confidence. Ah, that's kind of what we do, isn't it? That's kind of what we do. We're like, oh, my hair sucks. I feel like I'm ugly. How do I feel about myself when I'm feeling ugly? I feel like worse about myself. I feel fat. Oh, I feel just gross. Oh my gosh. I'm so frustrated with myself because I haven't been able to lose weight. Oh, I'm the worst. How am I then being in that area of how I'm feeling about myself when I'm feeling about myself? Am I going to be talking to random strangers? Do I want to be leading a conversation, a podcast episode? Do I want to be talking on camera? Do I want to be leading a team? Where my confidence goes worse. Again, you're like, Katie, screw you right now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what, what we can start to do and what we have the power to do is really just understand our relationship between ourselves. Understand 
that the emotions that we experience are not negative emotions whatsoever. That's not, I mean, you experience negative emotions, but it's not wrong to experience the negative emotions, but what we can do and what we can start to practice and we can, we can start to pivot is that second emotion. We feel sad. That's completely normal. And we should feel that. And actually the more that we don't experience our emotions, the more that we shut them down, the more that they stay stuck. And the more that we just get into this moment of, instead of just being on alive, being present, being focused in our life, allowing emotions to ebb and flow. What we've been taught, and especially like more so honestly with women, what we've been taught is, nope, we have stuff to do. You should not be expressing these emotions. It's actually very bad to ex be expressing these emotions. Wow, she's just an emotional. And if we do, she's an emotional person. She's crazy. She must be on that time of the month. Can't trust women to be leaders because they're just so emotional. But other, but think about men. If men are angry, they're allowed to be angry. They get it out. If they're sad, you're like, let them be. Let them go on that walk. Let them like, they need to go punch something right now. Let them go run. Just run it out. But we don't allow that, allow that for ourselves. We put so much pressure on ourselves. We put so much need to control our lives because we've been, we haven't been taught that we can express our emotions in a way that it doesn't start to compound to the negative. What do I mean by that? Is that when you're having a thought about yourself, when you're feeling like, how I feel about myself, when I'm feeling about myself, when you feel that initial sadness, frustration, anger, we can create how we feel about ourselves when we're feeling about this way. We can create sacredness around feeling angry. We can create beauty around feeling sadness if we allow ourselves to actually feel the sadness, it's like the difference between like, think about if you have a, if you have a friend and, or just, or think about a, think about a friend and something happens and they are angry. Think about like, if you've ever seen your friend and their partner get in, like get in a fight at dinner or something like where you're around and they're just acting like nothing's happened. You're at, they're at, you're like, I know you guys are not good. This is uncomfortable to witness. This is, we do this to ourselves. We like hold things in versus just allowing ourselves to express this emotion and creating the storyline too of what this anger is for us, what this sadness is doing for us. And this is how we create confidence. And this is how we start to compound the confidence in the way of us becoming the one is when we're feeling the sadness, when we're feeling the anger, when we're feeling the frustrated, the answer of how do I feel about myself when I feel anger, when I feel frustrated, when I feel disappointed in myself, we can start to kind of curate what that answer is by really being intentional of what that answer is. 
allowing ourselves to experience the emotional sadness and saying on the other end of this sadness, like this is going to change me. I'm going to be a different person. So how I feel about myself is I feel changed. I feel a transformation coming. You feel anger. How do I feel about myself when I feel anger? I feel like fire right now. I feel like fire. And like, I'm just going to let this move through me. I'm going to like allow this come through. I feel fired up. And on the other end of these emotions has been creations of absolute beauty. Think of all the songs that have been created based off of negative emotions, based off of heartbreak, based off of anger, based off of rage. Things have been created from the other side of that. Through confidence, through them being the one, through them allowing these emotions to come through, ebb through us. Yet what we do is we compound it into almost this self-deprecating thought loop that keeps us stuck, that keeps us playing small, that keeps us feeling like we're not enough, that keeps us feeling like we're just less than we know that we're capable of being. And I know this is a big conversation right here. This is one that I, it took me a long time to get, to understand that, oh, shoot, confidence isn't from me changing the way that I look and changing the way that I feel about myself when I look at myself. Yes and no. Confidence, actually, you can increase your confidence. You can increase your knowing of you being the one by understanding and allowing your emotions to come into play. So when you do experience the emotions of not feeling enough, of feeling unworthy, of feeling sadness about yourself, of feeling ugly, it's you. It's knowing that that's my responsibility to create the relationship that I want to be having, that is compounding me in the way that I want to be going into the way of knowing that I am the one, the becoming of me being in the one. It's creating this personal power of these emotions. I am human. You are human. We are supposed to experience these emotions of sadness, of frustration, of disappointment. And through crafting and strengthening our power, our personal power, we can start to point the arrow towards the way that we want to be going by not making us wrong for experiencing these emotions, for not allowing ourselves to go into this self-deprecating spiral that so feels impossible to get out of, for us to just feel like we're pushing and trying to control and we're, we're leading into burnout. We feel like we're, we're trying. This, this is actually a, a thing that people in the personal development space can, there's a danger to getting in the personal development space. You're like, oh my gosh, I started all this work on myself and I, I don't like myself anymore. I see all the things that's wrong about me and I should be doing better. You're like, oh, it just, it was just so much simpler back in the day where I just didn't have to think about anything. And I, I just did what I wanted to do. It's like, I get it. I get it. And I understand that there's like some sucky parts of personal development where you are full on throttled hit with, oh, shoot, this is what I've been doing. And I know better. But the thing is, is that because we're afraid of experiencing these emotions, because we know that, oh, these 
emotions compound me to feel worse about myself. We try to avoid them. Or again, we we just allow the compounding spiral to happen. And then you're just like, I'm the worst. <laughs> and those are the bad days. Those are the Wednesdays that you wake up. And you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I just don't feel confident with myself. Or this comes up with relationships, certain situations that you may be in. And you're like, I don't know what's like, it, it's when I get into this group of people or when I'm with this person, I just feel more conscious about myself. I know like that was experience that I experienced a lot. This actually happened with um, some of my friends in college. I remember stuttering more with them. And I was like, why, why am I stuttering with them? Why am I the second guessing? Like, it was almost like that. I was like, why am I second guessing myself so much that it's coming through the way that I'm communicating with my friends? What's going on here? And I know I've been in certain situations, certain environments where I'd be with a group of people and I'm just hyper aware of the way that I look, the way, like, does my breath smell? Am I standing weird? Um, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Like, why did I say that? Uh, I've just been hyper aware of myself. And through those interactions, I started to notice like I'm disconnecting from a beautiful conversation that we could be having or from the moment or from being in this person's in relation with them. I was disconnecting. I was thinking about myself. I was like, well, why is it that sometimes I'm with certain people and I'm so connected to them? And there's other people that I feel a disconnect and I feel more self-conscious. I feel, or I feel angry or like I completely went into this situation. Like this, this happens with me and Ryan quite a bit too, is I, I'm happy and then he's not as happy as me. And I'm like, well, why aren't you as, as happy as me? And then he gets frustrated with me being overly happy that I'm getting mad at him for bringing me down. And then we just kind of get into this like tit tat, like emotional ping pong game where we start to fight over like what just happened. I was feeling happy. Shouldn't I have then compounded that into feeling confident? Then shouldn't it have my whole life that whole day been good? But the moment I walked in and I was really, really happy, but Ryan was kind of stressed out about something with work. Then he said something snarky to me. And then I was like, why, why are you trying to like bring me down? Da, da, da. Then I got back into and like, oh shoot, what, like I'm less confident with myself or I'm like, I'm not true to who I know I am. We allow this to happen. This is where Everything that I'm talking about right now, you might be a little bit overwhelmed hearing this. You're like, this is a lot, Katie. And I, I understand what's happening. This, this is the tangled necklace. Everything is tangled up. And so one of the ways we can start to understand, untangle this is to really claim the knowing that you are the one. You are the one. And it starts with really deepening your relationship with you first, knowing where do you stand first? What is, what is your relationship with yourself? Truthfully, that's not dictated by circumstantial things in our world. 
It's how do you feel about yourself when you're feeling about yourself? How do you feel about yourself in everyday things? I actually started journaling about this in there's certain areas in my life that are important to me. And I, I'll list them off. This I just I used a, uh, my journal that I had and it had just an open page of journaling prompts of just kind of areas in your life to think about. So I use this. Let me find the page for you. So these are eight areas of life. So I used this and asked myself, what's my relationship with myself in the context of this area of my life? So one, spiritual, so your expansion, your soul, your being. Two, mental, your mind, learning, wisdom. Three, work, your career, your contribution, your service. Four, love, your family, relationships, connection. Five, wealth, your financial goals, assets, resources. Six, social, your connection, community, fun. Uh, where are we at? Seven, physical, your health, fitness, well-being. And number eight, inspiration, your travel, creativity, adventure. It's looking at those areas in my life. What is my relationship just with myself in those areas? Where do I feel like I exceed? And where do I question myself just a little bit? It's starting to notice like the good and the bad, the strong and the not so strong. And it's really getting a solid understanding and a solid feeling of who I am by myself without any other interference coming on, without any other outside pressure, outside projection, outside feelings or emotion being projected onto me and changing the way that I feel about myself. It's not looking at, okay, what are outside standards of success and how do I allow that to kind of come into play with my understanding of my relationship of success? It's not allowing other people's experience based on of who I'm being to then dictate my experience of myself. Like we've been in, let me explain that one a little bit. You've, have you ever, have you ever been triggered by somebody? This actually, when I was doing my thesis on body image, one of the things that I looked at was social comparison theory. And so social comparison theory is just this, <laughs> I shouldn't know the definition like right off the hand, <laughs> but it's basically, it's, it's, we utilize, we compare, basically we compare ourselves to other people. <laughs> I think my master's like teacher would be like, that's not right, Katie. That's, that's like, so novice of an explanation. Um, but one of the things that I studied about in within body image and I talked about in my thesis was that sometimes people will look at ideal body types and be inspired. And other times people will either see that as inspiration and feel negative about themselves and then feel constraint to work out harder, go like diet better, more. And other times too, they may see that feel worse about themselves and completely give up as well too. So it's why do we sometimes look at somebody and you're like, oh, like that amplifies me, that motivates me, that inspires me to be better, do better, have more, I'm like, I'm confident I can do it. And then how come also you've been around somebody 
and you feel worse about yourself. What's, what's going on? What's the difference? And the difference is how do you feel about yourself when you're feeling about yourself? When you see somebody that has an ideal body type that maybe you don't have, how do you feel about yourself when you're feeling about yourself? Oh, I'm feeling less than her. Oh, I'm going to make that as that's my inspiration. Then I feel less. I'm going to work like I'm inspired. I'm going to go. This is an area. This is a, an indicator light that something is off on me. I'm going, I'm getting it. That's the storyline we can create. But then sometimes I see that ideal body type. I feel less than what's the emotion towards it. Oh, she's the worst. She must, there's, I don't like it. I don't like her one bit. She must be a slut. <laughs> she must not have kids. She, how am I feeling about myself when I'm feeling about myself? I feel insecure. Therefore I feel anger towards my insecurity, but then we project that anger onto that person because we can't hold negative emotions because we haven't been taught that it's okay to hold and to feel negative emotions without putting a shame or blame or fault on somebody else for those, for us experiencing those negative emotions. And this is where it's, so another thing that I've noticed when talking with women who really are at the like low confidence in themselves inherently or either consciously or unconsciously, so much of it also does come from like one, not being able to express these emotions. And that so much of that just comes with not allowing ourselves to have space to feel emotions. And a big part of that is like, have you ever said, like, I don't, I just don't have time for self-care, well-being, taking care of myself. These are all like terms we've been seeing around all the, like all the time. It's, oh, you have to make sure you're, you're taking care of yourself, that you're focusing on your well-being, that you're putting yourself for, like, they're all, these are all cheapened words and phrases, to be honest. They're cheap right now. They're just so cheap. They're put yourself in a bubble bath, have a face mask. It's cheap as shit right now because we're missing like this, why these things matter so much. It's allowing space for us to actually know ourselves deeper. It's not just to take a bubble bath just to, because it feels good to take a bubble bath. It's like, how do you feel about yourself when you're taking the bubble bath? When you feel about taking the bubble bath? There's so much more depth to ourselves if we allow ourselves to have that presence and the focus to understand why these, why is everybody and their mother telling me to go take a bath? <laughs> why is every personal development person talking out there saying that self-care is huge, is a must, is like there should be massive levels of self-care? Yet we're in a society where people are burnt out, they're anxious, they're overwhelmed. We have crazy schedules. We're like, just go, 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 go. You're like, how the heck am I supposed to be a successful individual, a successful mom, a successful working mom, or just woman in general? And you're telling me I have to massively increase my self-care? Do you see my to-do list, Katie? I get it. I get it. And this is where it's just kind of understanding 
the level of self-care is this knowing of yourself. It's this deepening of this knowing of yourself. It's saying to my, it's saying to you, it is so much more important to know yourself, to know, to have a relationship with yourself. And these things like taking a bath, getting movement in, having the right nutrition so that you're not bloated, so that you're not like chronically just feeling sick inside of yourself. And that's distorting how like it's it's confusing our way that we feel about ourselves. It's distracting the way that we're feeling about ourselves. These are the way that ways that we do unplug from feeling our emotions. We eat, we drink, we binge watch Netflix, we self-medicate through just honestly being so focused on our job or, or overthinking, we procrastinate. These are all ways that we unplug from feeling these emotions. We overdo it. So the question that I want to leave you with is just, do you really know yourself? Do you know the things that make you feel good? Do you know the things that make you not feel good? Do you know how you would like to respond to that? Do you know what your life could look like if you were so intentional of just you, of just focusing on what you want, your desires, your wants, your ambitions? If you really just stripped it down to focusing just on you, could you start to realize and recognize, oh, when I'm in relation with this person or that person, I actually start off feeling one way about myself and then I leave that environment feeling completely different about myself. Notice that. Just start to just start to notice where the truth of who you are becomes a little bit muddled, becomes a little bit not yours anymore. Is it really the truth that you feel unconfident about yourself when this conversation is brought up when finances are talked about where are the where are the points these conversations these parts of your life that just kind of for me it, it makes me feel like there's a there's a uh, like a hole in my heart like something's been like ripped out of me there there's a feeling of not enoughness a feeling of disappointment and what do i want to start allowing that to be the storyline moving forward I know this is this is a big conversation. This is where the becoming masterclass we're going to really like <laughs> simplify this quite a bit. Cuz there's a lot here. There's a lot to untangle. And it's not just about changing. It's not just about looking at reading a personal development book, finding out, okay, I need more grace in my life or I need more patience or I need to be eating better. And just saying, I should be doing this better. I should be doing that. It's not about looking at the things that are wrong about yourself anymore. It's we want to really untangle and find the truth of what's great about you now. And then also too of saying, okay, and then there's going to be work to be done for the things that I want to be great about in the future. And it's allowing, again, these emotions to be a beautiful part of you. To be learning how to take negative emotions and compound them into you have this inner fire, this inner strength, this inner knowing that like transforms your confidence in knowing you are the one. Even when you're sad, even when you're angry, even when you're disappointed, 
disappointed in yourself, even when you're guilty, anything could come at you and you're, you know, you're going to be okay because that's the storyline that you've sharpened yourself to create. How do you feel about yourself when you're feeling about yourself? You feel these emotions, these emotions, we can't control these feelings of emotions. When we try to control them, we actually put ourselves into a tighter box and we feel more disconnected from ourselves. But when we allow ourselves to experience these emotions to the fullest of these emotions, to fully feel like to cry until you can't cry anymore, to really allow anger to move through your body with a reckoning force. When we're allowing ourselves to do that, and when we've cultivated the different perspective of how I'm feeling about myself, when I'm feeling rage, when I'm feeling sadness, when I'm feeling disappointed, when I'm feeling guilt, and the how do I feel about myself is compounded in the positive. It's I am, I'm fierce. I'm a warrior. I am going to make beauty from this horrible moment in my life that's creating so much sadness. It's when we have the perspective to do that, when that becomes our norm, as unconventional as that sounds, like that's when it starts to compound and you can handle whatever is thrown at you. You are the one, you are becoming the one. And that's personal power. That's personal strength is to not allow things to happen, moments to happen. And for them to just be either swept under the rug or for us to fear experiencing them or for us to just not be okay experiencing them or allowing ourselves to move through them. When we make ourselves wrong for feeling those, that's when we become half of ourself because we're sweeping half of ourselves under the rug. We're not fully experiencing ourselves to the fullest potential of what we possibly could be. And there's so much different nuances to this. There's so much. And that's where I love this work of confidence that I've taken is it's like layer by layer as we keep uncovering and we keep uncovering and we keep uncovering these beautiful, raw, wild, fiery, sad, but in the most beautiful way, sad where it's like, this is changing my life sad. It's dramatic. I always, I just remember always when I was a kid, just thinking how cool would it be if I just, I was in a movie right now, if I had the soundtrack going, or even when I was like a melodramatic teenager, I think I had like a crush on a boy and he like, there wasn't any feelings coming back and I remember driving in the car and it was raining and I was just looking out the window being like oh so sad so sad <laughs> so dramatic but that's the beauty and the life that we can give ourselves when we allow ourselves to experience these emotions and when we say this emotion is going to go in the way that I want it to go I'm going to feel this sadness feel this failure feel this heartbreak and the way that I'm feeling about myself I don't I'm not allowing it to be in a self-deprecating spiral anymore there's more to it there's more depth in the sadness in this heartbreak that I'm feeling there's depth in it there's meaning to it there's a storyline that I know is being created right now no matter how like I've had friends go through such hard devastating times in their life 
and it's, I view them. I see what they're going through. I don't want them to feel like they can't experience their pain. I don't want them to feel like they need to like be crying and not want to cry in front of me. I love them. I want them to express their emotion. Let me take on the, like, we don't want other people to take on the pain for us. So that's why we'll like keep it all in. We'll keep it in because we don't want to put pain on another. We don't want to make people uncomfortable. But isn't that what we do when I view a friend and they are really sad and they're like, oh, it's fine. I'm okay. It's fine. And you're like, no, like, this is sad. I'm okay. I'm okay. You're like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what to do. But if they were just like, I am just so sad. I need you to just hold me. I know it's gonna, I know where this journey is taking me and I have faith in this. And these tears just, they mean something. They're going to mean something. I'm going to make them mean something. How beautiful is that? How beautiful would that be to witness? What a gift that would be if a friend gave that to me. If they changed their sadness into, I know these tears are going to mean something one day. They just gave me some a beautiful gift to witness through their sadness. That's becoming the one. That's the one to make meaning from our life. So again, this is just the tip of the iceberg of the conversation that we're going to be having in becoming the one masterclass. This is a free masterclass. It's going to start on February 19th. And I'm just really excited to have this conversation. This will be, again, I felt like this, my feeling towards this podcast episode was it was a lot. But sit with the conversation that we just had and know that if you want more, the Becoming Masterclass, we're going to unpack this even more so in a more succinct day-by-day aspect of things. So if you'd like to join me in that, hopefully by the time that we have this, um, this podcast comes out, there will be a link to join, link to register. Otherwise, it's going to be like my, the last Alpha Masterclass. It's going to be hosted on my Facebook page. Just make sure that we're connected as friends and you can watch. The replays will be linked there. There'll be YouTube um, replays will be linked there as well, too. But if you'd like to have everything emailed to you, everything is like more just fine-tuned, register for the masterclass. All right, guys, I love you. And I hope some moment this week takes your breath away. See you later. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.